2: tuning into the metal forge i am mark jackson and i'm your host the premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music if you want to contact me hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com and now let's get this show on the road Thank you all for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I'm Mark Jackson. I'm your host. How are you all doing, metalheads? Today, I have James Oliver from Sadistic Force from Austin, Texas in with us today. Some rad black thrash. And, you know, just like everything in Texas, it's bigger and better. But some pretty cool news. I'm going to be featuring some uh, German metal bands over the next few weeks, which these are going to be the first bands from Germany on the Metal Forge. And in June, I'm going to be talking with a band out of Columbia, South America. I'm super stoked for those because being able to talk with these bands from all over the world, well, the English-speaking parts of the world, that's pretty fucking cool to me. So keep them coming. Thank you all for making suggestions to me and giving me so many of these awesome fucking bands out there that I can contact and say, hey, let's talk on the Metal Forge. Some other cool news this week before we get into the interview. I've had quite a few bands hit me up about the Metal Forge compilation album. And I'm going to be making some more announcements on it soon. I know we're going to have, have it released on a few different media types. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to look at doing cassettes, CDs, vinyl. Uh, we might be doing some other things. Digital, of course. So stay tuned to that. We're going to be having some pre-orders coming up soon. Stay tuned because I'm going to make a special announcement about it. We might even do a special show for it. So, before we get into the interview with James here, last week's question was, who did you always want to see perform live, but were unable to because of a sudden death? Nate from Spellbook said, typo negative. Man, you know what, Nate, I'm right there with you. I'm not the biggest fan of typo, but I appreciate everything they've done in the music scene, you know, especially like the other, the earlier stuff, like with Carnivore and so on and so forth, completely rad answer. Yes, typo, just because of the atmosphere, I think. And they do have some great songs. Bex says Death. And you know what? I'm kind of at a loss for that one because, yeah, I agree 100%. And, you know, with Evil Chuck, I think that's still going to be one that hurts a lot of us metalheads out there is that, you know, it was just so unexpected and just ridiculous. The next one on the list, you know, I've had several people message me about it, and it's Pantera. And I understand that completely, and I did get to see them a few times. But just like with Evil Chuck, I think with all of us metalheads out there, that's still going to be one that we're always going to be hurt over. Just because of the situation of what happened, and it was unnecessary and ridiculous and bullshit. Even when we're going to be 75 years old, it's still going to hurt, because it just sucks. It's a shitty situation. Zach from Fingernails was Ramstein, but it wasn't because of a death. It was due to the global fucking pandemic. And you know what? You and me both, brother. We all missed out on a lot of shows last year. I personally had tickets to see Metallica before James had to go back to rehab. Ozzy before he was sidelined due to his Parkinson's diagnosis, along with Judas Priest because they were touring with Ozzy for last year. The other one was uh, Ramstein, obviously, because of the pandemic and Merciful Fate. And actually, the whole Cycle Las Vegas lineup Because of this shit. And it's like, fuck, man. I'm going to be glad when, you know, when we can get through all of this and actually start going to real shows again. Everybody needs to stay safe, stay healthy, do what you need to do. But, yeah, I can't explain it. It's one of those things. Uh, Caitlin and a few other people have said this as well. Linkin Park. And I get that. Because... That's a terrible thing to have happen anyways, which brings me to the next part of the show. It's like, you know, mental health awareness should be something that everyone is educated on all of the time because it is such a terrible thing that a lot of people don't feel like they have anybody to turn to. If you ever feel that way, do not ever hesitate. Reach out to me. I will talk to you about anything you need to talk about. If you need to just get something off your chest, shoot me a message. Metalforgeradio at gmail.com. I will listen, you know, shoot, shoot me a message on Instagram, on Facebook. I will answer your messages. That's such a, such a terrible, terrible thing. So my answer to this question is Tom Petty. And it's like, wow, Mark, that's not really that metal. Well, Tom Petty to me was the one that anytime he came on tour and was anywhere near me, I was not in a good place either uh, financially Uh, mostly just, you know, being stable with shit like that. It's just, you know, I'm still just like the evil Chuck and just like the Pantera one. You know, that one still hurts because, ironically enough, I was heartbroken when he died because that's going to be the one that got away. And, yeah, there's a few other people out there like Judas Priest that I still need to see and ZZ Top. But, you know, after they're gone, it's kind of hard. So, anyway, this week's question is what concert did you think you would never get to attend? You know how it is, post it to me, send me messages, I'll get you on here, we're going to do this. Make sure you guys are clicking the links to the bands below, the official websites, the Bandcamp pages, the YouTube pages, the Spotify playlists. Without being able to play shows, this is the only way these guys can make any kind of money. So please, click those links, show your support, and help these people out, because they are the ones that need it the most. Also, thank you to the sponsors, Moms Music, Maxwell's House of Music. Go get your gear from those places. Check out Burt, Bobby, Brooks, Howard, and Mike uh, at both of the stores. Click the links, MomsMusic.com, Maxwell'sHouseOfMusic.com. I also want to say, anywhere you can get this podcast, you can get the Wrestling Steve Show, the It's Gonna Get Weird podcast, and the Night Demon Heavy Metal podcast. So please, after you're done listening to this show, listen to these people as well. They have great content. Super fucking rad people. Check them out. Also, Better Days Records, if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, or, you know, you can click below, they have a Discogs page for some really cool, rare shit you can find. So, check out Better Days Records. This is the most recent track from Sadistic Force. This came out back on April the 18th. This is Lagoon of Doom.
3: From a prehistoric time He's the last one of his kind There's only one thing on his mind
2: All right, Metalheads, I'm being joined here with James from Sadistic Force in Austin, Texas. James, how the fuck are you today? I'm doing
0: good, man. I'm happy to be here.
2: Hell yeah, man. So Sadistic Force, Austin, Texas. As Brian Johnson said, in Texas we had some fun, right? And that's what it's all about, (laughs) right?
0: For sure, yeah.
2: Tell everybody out in Metal Forge land about Sadistic Force.
0: Yeah, Sadistic Force. I think, uh, you know, some of your listeners, this will be the introduction uh, to us. We just transitioned, you know, from a couple months ago, it was like my bedroom project to now it's a three-piece black thrash band. You know, I would call it pretty unrelenting heavy metal.
2: Definitely. I've been watching the videos on Instagram where you've been posting the the promo videos of like the practice and just jam out stuff. Mm -hmm. it went from a passion project to now it's a a full-fledged band yeah i got my rhythm section now it feels
0: more like a true band than before because it was like well what do i call it you know when it was just me and a drummer you know it's like well is that a project if shows were still a thing like that that would have made it really like oh this is a metal project like this isn't like a band but now um We're gearing up to be able to play shows, you know, whenever they come around.
2: Yeah, whenever they come around. Which I've noticed that seems to be the trend here over the pandemic era of music at this point. Is there's so many passion projects where bands have went on hiatus because of not being able to play shows, so they've talked to some of their friends and have just put out, you know, small-time stuff that's just, you know, just either fun or, you know, just something different than what their normal routine is.
0: Yeah, I was just listening to a little bit of uh, Truck Flag yesterday.
2: (laughs) Yes, shout out. (laughs) You have read my mind. Shout (laughs) out to Truck Flag.
0: Yeah, I was in some traffic, too, and just jamming Truck Flag for the first time.
2: I love Nick. He's great.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got a chuckle out of some of those lyrics for sure.
2: Oh, yeah. So you have a new release that actually came out back in April, which is called yeah. which is called First Strikes. And it looks like it's the two EPs together, but on cassette form. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's uh, both the first two EPs, one on each side. Hell so yeah. it's a compilation. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I'm stoked on it. It's from uh, Mercenary Press in uh, London, and it's their first release.
2: I am well aware of Mercenary Press because in my hand right now I actually have Issue 1 of Mercenary Press.
0: Yeah, the cool zine they made. Yes,
2: and you know Love it. zines back in the day this just shows you how technology has changed. Because zines back yeah, it's in the... high quality. Yes, so it, this is like quality that you could go and put on a newsstand somewhere where you get like stuff like maximum rock and roll before they yeah. went to like the digital format and all that. They look like they were printed on recycled newspaper. <laughs> and right. this is just like, this could be like passed off as like a tour program or something. Yeah. It's the, 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 yeah. half, the half page format, but like yeah, the, these zines today are ridiculous. You know, like this mercenary press when soul grinder zine, you know, so mm-hmm. many more out there that are just so high quality just from yeah. the print alone,
0: which is super Soul cool. Grinder is badass.
2: Soul Grinder zine. We're
0: actually going to be on the next compilation. Nice. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but uh, the dude sent me like a, a care package of all this uh, Soul Grinder zine stuff. Definitely. Paul Paul is good looks peeps. Looks badass. Hell yeah.
2: Paul is good peeps, uh, and Andy is good peeps as well with Stabby Hamlet.
0: Oh, yeah, I've got the sticker. I've got the the Stabby Made Me Do It sticker.
2: Nice. Yep, I have that (laughs) one as well. He does some distribution stuff, which is super fucking rad as well. Hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Pain, Sex, and Rapture, Black Moon Sadism. You've got something on here that's, that's really cool, and I was just jamming it out earlier today. I can't play it on the show because, obviously, people would get probably upset, and if I were to upload it to YouTube, it'd get taken down immediately, which is... Hellbent for Leather. Yeah,
0: yeah, just kind of threw that one in there uh, on Pain, Sex, and Rapture. Figured, why not, you know? I never intended, like, to do any covers starting out, but then I was like, you want to do some Priest? Sounds kick-ass. Um, they played it here on the local radio nice. in Austin. Yeah, I didn't find out about it until the next day, though, but I bet- played it on uh, Local Licks Live, which is like a pretty legendary uh, radio show.
2: It surprised me when I when I, the first time I heard it and I got to the end and I heard that Bent for fucking leather and I'm like, whoa, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I was having some fun with that one. Uh, I think uh, doing vocals is probably the most fun part of the whole studio recording process for me
2: yeah i think that's one of those things for me personally because i'm doing vocals in my group as well yeah it's, it's you can you can expand on yourself to a degree yeah you, totally. know, you can actually get in to be somebody else at that point that would mark or you know james do this just as them as a person normally or <laughs> or, or are you cranking up the volume
0: yeah i'm cranking it up it's like fun you know it makes you feel good
2: for sure which, you know, some people might call that ego, but it, I don't think it is. I think <laughs> it's, I think it's, you know, finding out who, who you need to be. Yeah, I look forward
0: to uh, doing that kind of frontman thing uh, eventually on the stage. You know,
2: for sure, for sure,
0: it'll happen probably uh, later this year, I guess.
2: Well, I'm I'm hoping so because the the whole show thing, you know, yeah, it it sucks because nobody's been able to have shows or they've only been like outside shows or limited capacity yeah. shows, social distance shows. Right. I would much prefer to do something like that and. I've in the past I've been kind of outspoken against doing the digital live streams. Yeah, it was cool for a time. Mm-hmm. And then it just kinda of went away for a lot of people. Yeah. I watched a couple of those. You know, it was alright. Yeah, I mean, unless mm-hmm. you're doing it in a place where the audio capture is amazing, it's it's pretty hard to, to pull it off.
0: I watched the Vanic one that came out in October. That was pretty cool.
2: Oh, love loved it. Yes, I watched that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That super. One was good. He's a super rad dude for sure. And just, yeah. he has so many awesome things that he's doing, you know, with Vanik, with Vandalis, Midnight, just so right. many rad fucking projects that he has.
0: I was just noticing that uh, from some of the guests you've had on the show, it's like a lot of the patches on my vest. I See? got a, a Vanik patch, I got the bat back patch, uh, I got Hellripper, and I got a Venom button.
2: Nice. And and see that's that's what it is because you know they're they're on, not all of them are actually on my vest right now, but I've got a a, a tote with about seventy five patches that I need to put on a new vest. Yeah. <laughs> so right yeah, that's my make the thing. New vest, and you know, and looking here at the very top of it, there is a uh, and I and I'll snap a picture of this. There's a Sadistic Force patch uh, there on the top.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Shout
2: out to, uh, you know, Mercenary Press for sending that when I ordered the uh, the issue number one. Yeah, those are sick. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm such a patch hound when it comes to, you know, merch. For me, you can't always get albums from bands when they come to a show because, it, especially if it's like somebody that's crazy big, they don't sell CDs or vinyl at a lot of their shows. Because you could go to the store and get it. But like for a lot of these independent bands. Where, you know, if they don't carry enough or they run out of stock on tour, I'm a big guy and shirts usually are a no-go.
0: I've seen that happen for sure. I've been on tour myself as a merch guy, and I've gotten that uh, complaint many a time.
2: That the shirts, that do you have it in, the, in a 4X or anything? Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people won't print them. The, sometimes you'd they be actually good They cost more, I think. They they do. Because, yeah. you know, being that being the merch guy from the Metal Forge and Overload, yes, they do cost more, mm-hmm. and as but much I bet as I, when you see it though, you're stoked. Oh, absolutely! I bet you're like, I will take one. the The only, yeah, I usually am until I get up there and it's like a forty five dollar price tag or some shit, and I'm like, what? Oh yeah. <laughs> and and that's strictly going out to like the the uh, the bigger bands like the Alice Coopers and the yeah the Metallicas and shit like that that are just like. They're really just raking in money off of you know yeah, those a six dollar shirt. Are so
0: expensive, yeah.
2: And it, and it's like I remember the first time I went to a show and saw a shirt. And the first the first ever show I went to, like bigger band show, was Social Distortion. Cool. And their shirt was twelve dollars. Good deal. A, absolutely good deal. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went to see Aerosmith like a year later. And they were twenty dollars, mm-hmm. and then like two years after that, I saw like a thirty-five dollar shirt, and I was like, "What the fuck?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Once you see like the real big bands, um, you see the shirts are all like thirty-five bucks, and uh, it's a bit prohibitive, you know.
2: Well, yeah, because I mean, especially <laughs> if you're gonna go to if you're gonna go to a show and get a beer or anything like that. You know, well, that's
0: eight bucks right there.
2: Yeah, know. and that was, and that was, that's about the only thing that like pricing really hasn't changed on. They've always been like eight bucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> at, at the bigger venues, for sure.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, anyways, we've been like jamming off on this for like for like a time here. So let's talk about you guys again. All right. <laughs> we'll get into some more cool stuff here in a minute. So, for sure. it was just the two of you. So whenever you all were going to actually put this together, did you get together and jam things out? Did you already have ideas and and just brought in a drummer? How did that work?
0: Yeah, it was just the one of me. And then I like hit up a couple of different drummers that I knew and uh, we just kind of, banged it out just made it work there wasn't too much um you know changing of the the rhythms or the riffs or anything like that definitely um and i was just glad that the songs worked with drums i was like cool you know (laughs) no idea that they would even work
2: (laughs) right where you you have to look at it and say okay does this work and What do you have to change? Because adding any kind of other instrumentation to it, it really can change it. That's just like guitar players that write to the drummer. Right. Where, So, yeah, I mean, vice versa, that works the same way a drummer can write to a guitar player.
0: For sure, yeah. I guess that's what we're doing now. Um, I've got a new drummer now. Uh, His name's Jose, and then i got Blaine on bass. So we've established a nice uh, power trio. And I pretty much wrote a... Full length album that we're going to be in the studio later this month, starting to record, and they're just kind of learning the parts, and uh, sounding really good so far.
2: Hell yeah! Power trio is the way to go. Yeah, I mean, a lot of great bands. Oh, definitely. I've definitely been outspoken about that as well. You know, there's a ton of fucking bands out there that you know have three people: Tank, Motorhead, Rush. uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, that have such a great.
0: The destruction is a good one.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That have such Logan a killer. great brotherhood, I guess you could say, that where they're all in sync with one another and they know all of what's going to happen and what's going on, and they're just a tight, well oiled machine. Sometimes, you know, I think when some bands out there that if they were to add another member to it, I don't think it would work as much
0: sure yeah I could see that
2: yeah I mean there is the 80s version of motorhead uh,
0: with the two oh, guitar players
2: yeah with wurzel and and Phil yeah and you know that's great for that time period but some good tunes for sure yeah definitely good tunes they had some really good you know some banging albums in that time period and I think that after after Wurzel left, because he was burnt out from being on the road for the last decade. I, I, yeah. I, I get what he's saying there. But yeah. after he left, that band evolved again. Right. And reinvented themselves to what they became for the last, you know, 20 years of their career. Until Lemmy's death.
0: I really liked uh, Aftershock. Yeah. That penultimate one, I think, uh, was like 2013.
2: Definitely, yeah. Where it, it's yeah, the it was, uh, the like the desert-looking cover. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was a great album.
2: I 100% agree with that. But let's take a real quick break. Let's come right back, and let's get into some more Sadistic Force. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of The Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to The Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. My show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like, like Confucius said, a uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro Wrestling. Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now, I'm sure you've seen all the Metal Forge patches that are available, along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out, UKR Patcher, on Facebook and Etsy. So you've got the new studio album that you're gonna that you're starting to record. Oh yeah. Can you go into any details on it? Is it gonna be like all thrash, no trash, like eight pretty much eight yeah. songs, fourteen songs? Do you know? We
0: got eight so far, uh are all ready to go. Uh, lyrics and everything. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really get particularly slow. Um, there's no like clean guitar or anything on there. It's pretty balls to the wall. Like the slowest song on there is still pretty fast. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's going to kick ass. It's going to have a general like theme to it that I won't get into just yet, but like I'm trying to come out with something sort of original for the, uh, subgenre. And, um, it's going to harken back to, to like, ace of spades there a motorhead in its own way and
2: uh you know it's probably gonna be some some stick drumming on there and uh whatever hey that's what i'm looking forward to with bands is don't give me something i've heard a million times because yeah, it's still good. Going back to the well is always great. Mm-hmm. But but when you can put in something new cuz I I'm a, I'm a big fan of bands like Rush and Jethro Tull. Yeah. Yes, you know. Yeah, I like
0: Tull a lot actually.
2: Yeah, and it's like I want to hear a metal Jethro Tull. <laughs> and I'm not talking like prog metal. Well, not necessarily prog metal, but like could you imagine if Aqualung was done like anything by like Motorhead? <laughs> That'd be tight.
0: Uh, yeah. I almost
2: consider uh
0: like heavy horses and song from the wood. I'm like, this is like acoustic metal.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> oh no, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. And you know, actually, one of the songs that I deem it as a metal song too, and I, I deem it as a metal song because of of subject matter. Because mm-hmm. I, I think uh, music doesn't... broad sort actually uh, wind up. Oh, okay. The last track on Aqualung. And yeah, it starts oh, yeah. out pretty low key and everything and then it just gets into this balls to the wall heavy, you know, jabbing like yeah. lyrical part. And it, and that's where me as a artist and as a fan of music, I tend to think that you can do heavy music doesn't always have to be distorted you know you don't have to play with the gain on on 11 Mm -hmm. you know that you can have something that is equally as heavy just out of subject matter alone versus oh yeah the the sound that you're creating
0: yeah i could agree with that for sure I'm definitely trying to expand, uh, my attack in terms of various techniques, uh, moving forward. Like I've got a little journal and I'll write, I'll write down various things that I could do on the guitar that I haven't done yet. It's not going to get too wild and crazy, you know.
2: You're not going to do like the Nigel thing from Spinal Tap where you're playing, instead of playing the guitar with the bow, you're actually playing with the violin.
0: Yeah, and then I tuned the
2: violin because the violin
0: was a little out of tune. Yes, (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I was just telling somebody the other day uh, that you got to watch that movie if you have the DVD with the uh, commentary on. Oh, yeah. Because they stay in character the whole time and they're like pissed off.
2: Yeah, it is <laughs> so great. Such, I love it. You know, my drummer has never seen that. And I actually let him borrow the film. I said, yeah. you have to watch this. And he, and he had it for like six or seven months. And I was like, did you ever watch it? And he's like, no, it's still sitting on the shelf. I was like, just bring me the fucking thing (laughs) back and
0: it's one of the best comedies ever
2: oh absolutely and it's and it's so true it's the shit that happens to everybody out there it, yeah that's
0: it, what it seems like uh even when it first came out like people were all like this is my band you know
2: yeah and <laughs> it, still to this day it it's mine you know yeah yeah as you get older you get more you tend to take it with a grain of salt and you're just like oh fuck spinal tap here we go <laughs> you know you start to you roll your eyes and shrug and be like well if this is the way it's going to be, it's going to be that way. What about you? Do you have any uh, Spinal Tap moments? So far... Um, Everybody's got to have one.
0: Nothing uh, as far as sadistic force has happened.
2: But I do uh,
0: seem to remember, I used to be in a band and I had a fog machine <laughs> and I wanted to have fog on the... Uh, on the stage, right? And it had, like, a remote control. And for whatever reason, the fog never, never came out. Aww. Like, somebody knocked it over from one of the other bands and the juice fell out. Like, whatever. Like, I was trying to give a cue to, like, uh, my drummer's girlfriend who had the remote. And I was like, this song takes place on a dark and stormy night. Very foggy. A super foggy night. And, and, then and, she didn't, and nothing. She didn't get the hint, yeah. Yeah, and nothing. <laughs> so, I don't know. Hopefully, I'll have... Better better uh, luck with the fog machine uh, with sadistic force.
2: I saw a band one time. I had the fog machine as well, and it would sit there, and it would only sputter. (laughs) It would be like... And then it, that yeah. would be it, and then it would go again in like another like minute and a half, and it's like Jesus, it's like, yeah, really? That's all you, it's. It's like
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> be better to like not have it at all at that point,
2: for sure, for sure. So yeah, I do want to make sure and mention this today, Friday, May seventh, is Band Camp Friday. Oh yeah. So go down there, click the Bandcamp link below to Sadistic Force. Support these guys because Bandcamp is waiving their revenue shares for that they take. You know, so everything that you pay for a copy of their EPs goes directly to the bands on Bandcamp Fridays. Oh yeah, so
0: we got a lot of good stuff on there.
2: Absolutely, which the URL is sadisticforce.bandcamp.com. So click it. Support these guys for sure. Thank you. So let's get into some general profile questions here for you. Okay. So this is all about James. This is what makes James tick as a person. Sure. What metal band does everyone else like but you? Um,
0: man, I don't want to get in too much trouble for that one. Ah. Um, <laughs> Pantera? I don't know. I understand. I mean...
3: I've I got
2: I, a few of them. I'll, I'll go with Pantera, maybe. Definitely. I, I mean, I can get that because... They things things have to come around again. I think you, you can only hear something so many times before you're just like, well, fuck.
0: actually unpopular opinion. I like that. Uh, probably my favorite record by them would be Power Metal.
2: Nice, nice. We'll get yeah. Into I heard that. I was
0: like, this is fucking pretty good.
2: That's a freebie on the uh, most unpopular opinion question, because that does come around here soon. Okay. (laughs) So y'all just got a freebie. um. I have a lot of unpopular opinions, I'm sure about many things. That's what this is about. (laughs) Um, What advice would you give your younger self?
0: Ooh, um, I don't know, probably save, uh, put some money in a savings account or something like that, you know? (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Uh, Practice, practice more,
2: you know? right on so pretty down-to-earth things nothing too crazy like buy bitcoin or nothing like that oh man
0: i guess that could have been a good thing to do
2: <laughs> right i actually know somebody that that kind of cleaned up on it
0: nice i'm still waiting for something like that to happen to me you know it'll it'll happen <laughs> i'll get the game GameStop uh yeah stock or whatever
2: right 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 <laughs> other than music what do you invest too much time into?
0: Um, I like to read, like, fantasy books. Right and on. sometimes, yeah, you know, get pretty into that. And, like, it's, it's, like, hours later, and I'm like, oh, well.
2: You're like, I've got to be up at 5 to go to work. Right, yeah. I'm just <laughs> like, it's what like happens to at my day?
0: Yeah, like, maybe not the most productive thing, but, like, you get into it, you know, if the book is, is gripping... Uh, Other than
2: that, you know, I'm big into, like,
0: horror movies.
2: Right on. What is something that you have always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do?
0: Um, well, like, when I was younger, um, I was just as much into, like, skateboarding as I was into playing guitar. But that shit is hard to do. It's like the most difficult thing I've ever tried. Um... So I kind of realized that I was better at playing guitar, but I'm sure there's people out there that are great at skating that can't play guitar well, you know.
2: Right, right, right. You know, wish they could or whatever. Look at look at the measuring stick on this. Is uh, James Hetfield? Mm-hmm. Are Are you familiar with this story? Not once, but twice, he broke his ankle skateboarding. Before tours.
0: Yeah, I think I've heard that twice.
2: So much, in fact, (laughs) that there is a clause in their contract that he is not allowed to skateboard six weeks before a tour. Right. So well, yeah, no I mean, joke.
0: <laughs> and uh, he didn't even break like a wrist or an elbow, you know.
2: No, but he couldn't go on tour. I mean, I mean, fuck, man. I mean, as much <laughs> as I love Metallica, Dave Grohl broke his leg on stage and came back and finished the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm wild. just, I'm just being a jackass now. <laughs> so. Alright James, hang out with me for a second here We're going to take another quick break
0: Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music Listen, all this stuff is now Available to purchase on our website Check it out at maxwellshousemusic.com. We carry all the top brands Like Fender
2: We got Gibson We also have basses We've got ukuleles We've got drums We've got sound gear We've got keyboards Hi, this is Frank Green from the It's Going to Get Weird podcast, a podcast I host with Scott Clark. You're going to get everything you need on the podcast. Lots of laughs, lots of music, some sports, and maybe some inappropriate shit. Usually that's Scott's book, okay? Check it out. It's going to get weird. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and everywhere you get your podcasts online. It's going to get weird.
3: I'm gonna put
2: my foot right in your ass. Oh! Hey! Back on this uh the where you mentioned the Pantera thing is the other side of this question here is what band do you like that none of your friends like?
0: Ooh, uh well this is a kind of funny coincidence because for me Pantera. that would be uh, <laughs> No, it would be the Smiths. Wow. Uh, I don't know if I should even admit this, because, like, no one's going to want to listen now. But, yeah, the Smiths kick ass. And um, I watched a video where it's Phil Anselmo going through all the Smiths records and talking about how much he loves them. That's... So it's kind of a funny coincidence.
2: Well, it is. And, and you know, people like he what was... they <laughs>
0: like. <laughs> yeah, he was like, Cemetery Gates. He's like, it's not a coincidence. Because like, <laughs> right. he, was, he was inspired by the Smiths in his own way.
2: Well, definitely. But,
0: yeah, people give me so much shit for that. They're like, fuck no. Like, don't put that on.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, here's the thing. And I've been crazy outspoken about this in a couple of different forums. Here on the show, I I run a Facebook page. It's dedicated to battle jackets and and vests and shit like that. And there's one thing that happens on there, and it drives me crazy. And I had to ban a member for doing this. It pisses me off ridiculously is gatekeeping mm-hmm. people like yeah. what they like
0: especially on the internet gatekeeping is probably more common than in a,
2: oh yeah in, re- well, in real life well true but i think back in the day you know especially in the thrash era of the day gatekeeping was you know posers you know calling someone yeah. a poser oh you like, like- you
0: couldn't listen to fucking motley oh. crew yeah, you're a poser. If you, you were at the Exodus show, they'd, like, fucking kick your ass or whatever. Yeah.
2: Well, Paul, in, <laughs> in all actuality, from everything I've ever seen and read about Paul Bailoff, he was a nutty guy. So
0: Yeah, he was, he was awesome.
2: He was insane. But, yes, absolutely. So, you know, the whole, people like what they like, you know. Star Wars yeah. is a big gatekeeping community as well. Like, oh, you like the prequels? Well, you're not a real fan. You know, fuck that. Fuck that. Right. So, <laughs> What was your favorite TV show growing up? Uh, it depends on the age but like I was super I would say into that life. you're most fond of.
0: Um Scooby Doo comes to mind as like a kid What really liked that.
2: Right on. Now, um, when, now, when you say Scooby Doo, do you mean like the mid to late '90s version, or do you, or are you talking like 1960s, 70s? I was Hanna watching Barbera? all the
0: the '60s shit because um, that channel Boomerang had just come out, and like, oh yes, there was Jabberjaw and uh, all kinds of old school shit, uh, Johnny Quest. Yep
2: they they had uh, Masters of the Universe on there. When it first came yeah, out, yeah, I
0: was obsessed with that movie with Dolph Lundgren.
2: Oh hell yeah! I, I, hey,
0: I still love that film tape. to this day. Still love. That I film rewatched it like two years ago, and it was it held up <laughs> for, as as it for as much as it could. For as much yeah. as it could,
2: yes. And some yeah. some of the at least one good quotable line out of there. I will say at least one.
0: Uh, Oh, you're just saying uh, that they. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm just saying there's at (laughs) least. I know of at least one. Not many, but at least one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's some good performances in there. I liked uh, Evil Lynn.
2: Oh, uh, Meg Foster, absolutely. Meg Foster, yeah. I absolutely dig Frank Langella's Skeletor. I think it yeah, added a completely awesome. new, you know, from how Skeletor was in the in the cartoon, it added some yeah. kind of, like, demonicness to him, especially when he, like, becomes, like, golden god Skeletor. Crazy right. shit. I wish... Yeah, that
0: actor in general is kind of a bad motherfucker. Yeah, you know.
2: absolutely. <laughs> uh, one of the things I wish I could have done is hear about, t- I think it was uh, either last year or 2019, Super 7 released a four-figure set of uh, He-Man, Skeletor, the God version of Skeletor, and Karg from the film. Sick. And it was like, they were like like $35 a piece. And That's like, the
0: company that makes, like, they've got the Motorhead yes. action figure. And yep, they've got Venom a ton stuff. of...
2: Yeah, they've got a ton of uh they've got Motorhead, they've got Eddie, like like yeah. 14 different kinds of Eddie, one for every album. Those are
0: neat. Yeah, I was just at a store in town uh, the other day, Aaron's Rock and Roll, and like they had all those. For sure. But uh I'm not in the I'm not in the collectible figurine uh game at this point. Right. Maybe one day.
2: Which is, which is always a thing that I like to ask. Is you know, most of the time, metalheads are eclectic people. Then they collect a lot of shit. Yeah. Do you collect anything?
0: Um, as far as like music goes, I think um, my purchases have been like cassettes lately. Right on. I can't get enough uh, t-shirts. Like the more t-shirts I can get from bands, like fucking kick-ass, you know, metal bands. The better.
2: That's so rad because I I literally just saw a post the other day from somebody who took a picture of their closet and yeah. there are so many shirts folded that they actually went through and it, it's like looking in the bin at like in the bins at like <laughs> Hot Topic and shit where they're just like shirts folded on top of shirts. Yeah. And they they counted and they had like like 390 shirts or some shit. They that's were all does. different, and so it's like, I it was like I could totally wear a new band shirt every single day and never repeat it. That's cool. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, dude. It's like, that's awesome. I mean, I would totally love to be able to do that, too, but we talked about that earlier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you- I'm not as much of a collector as a lot of the people I know, but I'm trying to acquire definitely more t-shirts and, like, posters.
2: Right on. I dig that because, you know, like I said, sometimes we're not in a place to where we can do that. Oh, yeah. I I yeah. totally get it, for sure. I got
0: friends that collect uh, VHS tapes, and I think that looks like the most, like, cumbersome. Yeah. They just take up so much damn space, you know?
2: Right. I mean, that's a goal, a life goal kind of thing, because if I had, like, a house that had, like, a basement or something in it, I maybe mean, not even necessarily a basement, but if I had, like, an extra room on the house... I would totally convert one of the rooms if I could to you know make it look like the video store in the nineties. Nice, yeah. Or or in the eighties, you know, where it was just like where you have the tapes on the wall and it's like the new releases. Oh yeah. And then you've got like the the other the other wall that has all the horror films and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And totally, totally cool shit.
0: Yeah, I, I've got a decent uh, DVD collection of uh, horror movies. Nice. DVD and Blu-ray.
2: Uh, what, what's your favorite uh, horror franchise? Halloween. Nice. I dig it. Yeah,
0: I like all of them except for uh, Resurrection, but that first one is, you know, probably one of the best movies ever.
2: Oh, absolutely. D- nothing like Carpenter. Nothing. Yeah, he's
0: the fucking man.
2: Yep. So many awesome awesome films have come out. He's a, a cool
0: uh, musician as well. Oh
2: yeah, absolutely. Vamp- uh, Vampires.
0: That's a pretty cool movie.
2: That he does the music for it. I mean, he does yeah. the music for other shit too. Like they live and yeah. And that stuff. So yeah, he's super fucking awesome, dude. What is your getaway from music?
0: Um, getaway from music. Uh,
2: that's a kind of a loaded question because it's extremely hard to do.
0: Oh yeah. It definitely can be hard to do when, uh, That last song you either played yourself or listened to is just in there in your brain. Um, I listen to, uh, podcasts and I watch like, uh, true crime, serial killer stuff.
2: Right on. Hell yeah. Yeah. Who do you wish you never saw live?
0: Um, I don't, I don't have too much, uh, heartbreak from any, any concert I've ever been to. They've both, they've all been pretty cool, you know? Good deal. But I do remember, um, we, me and my friend saw a proto pentagram project, uh, Bedemon live and, uh, Wino from St. Vitus was doing the vocals and their guitar player had like a fucking line six combo amp. Ugh. And I looked over at my friend and he just was so dejected. Like it was, he was just sad seeing it and it sounded bad. You know, it sounded like TV static. instead of like actual distortion or whatever
2: not not throwing shade at line six but most of that most of their stuff does
0: yeah it was strange especially seeing um you know saint vitus is like a big amp band yeah and uh, seeing wino up there next to the line six looking spider Mm -hmm. or whatever it's called
2: yeah, definitely. Uh, I I'm sorry. I'm not I wouldn't
0: let something like that ruin my night. Personally, no, definitely but not. I was kind of like, "What's going on?"
2: Yeah, I could get that. <laughs> I, I I seriously could get that. What food can you not stand?
0: Uh the only thing I don't like is celery. Hmm,
2: It's like stringy
0: water. Yeah, it tastes weird to me. Yeah, I try to avoid it. <laughs> I would
2: too. I do yeah. as well. <laughs> I've tried. I've
0: given it a second chance before, and I'm like,
2: no. I get it because it, it doesn't work for me. It, yeah, I don't like it. Let me let me quote uh, let me quote Hulk Hogan here. It don't work for me, brother. Uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: No way. No,
2: it doesn't. It doesn't work for me. Even if you put it like peanut butter on it, or in or like what they call ants on a log, where it's like peanut butter and raisins, right. it still don't work. It messes the peanut butter up. <laughs> yeah (laughs) makes peanut butter taste like shit
0: (laughs) I'll just uh, use a spoon with the peanut butter you
2: know right definitely see you know what's up already (laughs) 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 what's your biggest pet peeve
0: um I'm sure I have a lot of them Uh, I don't like walking behind a slow person in public, you know, like at the grocery store or whatever it is. Oh,
2: where they just sit there and dawdle at the shelf? Like, they look at everything on the shelf?
0: Well, when I'm walking behind someone and I can't, like, get around them and I'm forced to walk slow, too.
2: Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, for sure. And... (laughs) And they they're just doing this little jostle with their cart.
0: Well, the worst is if it's like a couple people together in a group there, and then you know,
2: and they're, yeah, they're, they're just, standing
0: next to each other. So I'm like, man, I'm screwed. Oh, yeah. the worst is going to the gas station and there's people doing lotto tickets. Oh, that's. Fuck fuck that! Trying to check out, and it's like I went to the gas station the other day, and the dude was screaming at the cashier because he was like saying he ripped them off for a dollar. Oh Jesus! You know, it was a whole scene
2: here in Indiana and Kentucky. They've actually, unless it's like Powerball, like you know, like the Mega Millions type shit, they like all your scratch offs have been mostly moved to away away from the counter. Where it they're, they're in like a vending <laughs> machine. So the only time you ever have anybody holding up the line with Lotto is when uh when they're cashing in their uh, winning tickets, or they don't know if they won or not. Because I mean, most of them don't take the right. time to read. Uh, yeah, that they're like, is this a winner? I, I agree. That's that's a big one. <laughs> Fuck that. I got stuff to do. You know. Right. I I, I want to fucking listen to these demos I just recorded you know exactly all right we're gonna take this one last break here then we're gonna come back we're gonna finish up these general questions and then we're gonna listen to some sadistic force here at the metal
1: forge welcome to the night you think you know night demon then the night demon heavy metal podcast is for you step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon we're talking band history all with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Here we are. We got the freebie earlier. So what is your, right. what is one of your most unpopular music opinions? Um, man,
0: I don't know. I like I don't want to shoot myself in the foot and say anything too unpopular. Um, I don't know. Uh, let me think. <clears throat> Who else
2: do I not like? I don't know. Is Does it, is it have to, to be, be for, like a band? It doesn't have to be something that you don't like. It could be something that, you know, like your Smiths answer. Yeah, that's a
0: super unpopular one.
2: Well, I mean, it, that's, <laughs> hey, and like I said, that's what you like, so fuck everybody else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> have my, uh, my Smiths and eat it too.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm gonna go sadistic force is the only band that matters
2: right on you you, yeah definitely (laughs) at least at least for now right yeah for sure if i think of a better one i'll let you know definitely and we'll always put them we'll put them in the comments of of all the descriptions of the shows the pantera one though
0: like i've had people be like yes you do you like pantera they're like you're a metalhead and you're from Texas.'"
2: You, you obviously have are to me. that's bullshit though. That's like me being <laughs> me living in Indiana, somebody saying, Well, you have to like Axl Rose. No the fuck I don't. <laughs> fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm
0: not a big uh I'm not a big Guns N' Roses fan myself.
2: That's a pretty popular opinion though. <laughs> yeah i bet (laughs) you know yeah uh,
0: they're never been a huge fan of them
2: i don't know i actually you know what i remember like
0: uh when i first started like seeing my girlfriend she asked me what my favorite black sabbath song was and i said um children of the sea ah and she's like who well, she was like oh, children of the great right and I was like no the fucking Dio one and she was like what Did she I guess like... that, that I like Dio Sabbath. uh some people are, are strict Aussie purists you know oh yeah
2: well see but
0: I like the I like all the Aussie records too um, maybe that's an unpopular one is that um Never say die is a fucking kick ass album
2: yeah oh no it is I think <laughs> no I, I like everyone's
0: always talking shit about it and I like have a copy of it in my car I was do it all the time.
2: I think you know a lot of those are are gems because there's not a lot. Of, you don't get the first five album thing out of it. You don't get you know you know Black Sabbath through Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. You know when you yeah. get to Sabotage, Technical Ecstasy never say die when you get to those out such and such albums like that it's like there's not a lot of there's a few hits out of that stuff not not many at all not like it was on the first five albums but right you know it's there's a lot of hidden gems in those and for sure
0: yeah and i like uh johnny blade right that's a that's a good one
2: you know, this is this is another ongoing theme here on the show. There's always some point where we either talk about Saint Anger or <laughs> we talk about we talk about Black Sabbath. So, speaking of the albums here, what album is an entire playthrough for you? First track to last track doesn't leave the player.
0: If I had to pick only one, um, let's see, I might put on um, uh, Defenders of the Faith. Right on. By Judas Priest. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's got that ballad at the end, but like. Hey. Whatever. They have great.
2: <laughs> Priest has great ballads.
0: I mean, there's a lot of albums that I would put on and listen to the whole damn thing, you know. Yeah, some some albums are a real uh, like piece of music, you know. like a,
2: Yeah, Aqualung. The
0: whole thing. Yeah, Long is good. I used to uh, listen to Master of Reality quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. So Man, i'll tell you what i've been uh, jamming lately is hell Rot from mexico yeah yeah that's some fucking balls to the wall black thrash speed metal sweet
2: i'm gonna have shout to shout out to
0: hell Rot. yeah the album's called uh satan's rock and roll
2: nice yeah i love it already hits. i love it already yeah. so yeah, speaking like of shout, yeah speaking of shout outs do mm-hmm. you have any you want to give to anybody well, I'll give a
0: shout out to, uh, Chris from Inhuman Nature and Mercenary Press. Uh, he's been a, a good dude. We've been, uh, stoked on his, like, support of, uh, Sadistic Force. Uh, give a shout out to, uh, my friend Austin Harris, who directed our music videos. We got a video for our song The Cauldron on YouTube that I fucking love. And, uh, also shout out to, uh, Headless Eyes Claymation who helped make the video Nice. and I'm going to give a shout out to uh, my new rhythm section, uh, Blaine and Jose
2: definitely shout out to them. And as always links will be listed below so you can click, you can support, share, follow sadistic force and go buy merch, go support these guys because Hey, this is what it's about. It's this passion it's about for sure. So again, click those links below and we're gonna have links to the music videos as well. Final question yeah. of the night, and this has kind of been the one that's always ended the shows, is what album changed your life?
0: Um, I think when I was young I picked up uh We Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll, that seventies uh Sabbath comp. Yeah. And that fucking blew my mind. And then I really want to track down exactly what it was. But, like, I heard Ace of Spades, and then I bought some kind of Motorhead Greatest Hits. And it was one of those where you could put the CD in your computer, and it had, like, music videos in there. Definitely. Like the Ace of Spades era videos. So I can't remember exactly which one it is. They've got quite a big discography and stuff like that. But yeah, it was like I got to hear Sabbath and Motorhead on like those uh compilations and that fucking set me straight, I think.
2: Hell yeah. Because yeah. I love that uh Greatest Hits album for uh Sabbath, We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll. And yeah. the like if you catch an early enough print of it. It has warning on there where it's its own standalone track where oh, they kind of yeah, yeah. just cut it out of the of the first album because you know that's in like the fourteen minutes of of jam session stuff that they did for side B.
0: Yeah, that's a good one, man.
2: It's, I dig that song. Oh, absolutely, because it's just like it's a the holdover from the Earth era of Black yeah, Sabbath for sure. And where it's still super blues based. And just like hearing Tony just jam the fuck out while Ozzy is singing is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, you've got like a guitar
2: solo in both headphones.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, at the same time.
2: You know, Tony Killer. Tony Aomi is so crazy when it came to stuff like that because, you know, he would dual track the solos and then you had Geezer who would play off of both sides of it. Oh, Yeah and it's just like it's so mind blowing and it's like you get to the you get to like paranoid the just the song mm-hmm. paranoid where if you listen to the solo to that song it just sounds like completely distorted to shit and it's like well what is that and it's like a it's like a melodyne that he's playing through and it's oh, like who as well as dual tracking it I mean, who would have seriously thought to do something like that and completely change their sound because they didn't have a second guitar player?
0: Right. It's crazy shit. Yeah, pretty... um, Inventive. Inventive, yeah, revolutionary.
2: Especially in a time where they really... There weren't many pedals to choose from. Oh yeah, like like today. Yeah, you know, er, there's a pedal for everything.
0: Yeah, you had to use like switching between the pickups and shit like that. Oh, absolutely,
2: know. practical effects. way more. <laughs> practical, yeah, so, like it's film or something. <laughs> practical right? effects.
0: Well, pra- practical effects are the best
2: for sure. You know, not like it. all this all the digital stuff.
0: Yeah, CGI blood
2: <laughs> definitely
0: doesn't hit the same. You know,
2: no, it doesn't. I that's why I don't want to watch. Uh, that's why I don't want to watch the new Mortal Kombat film.
0: Right. Yeah, they, they need some some practical blood there. You that, want the actor to be, like, stained at the end of the day, you know?
2: Yeah, like, like yeah. Ash. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Ash, dude. I love the director's commentary for uh, Evil Dead 2 because they – they called him the gray man at one time because he had so much <laughs> makeup on from like different days of shooting that they had yeah. to ma- they had to match like 6 or 8 different scenes of scars on his face. So he had so much makeup on it was just ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah. We got to see um Bruce Campbell on Halloween this last year, uh, do a spiel and he was fucking hilarious. Wow. It, yeah, they played Evil Dead One at a theater downtown and he came out and talked beforehand and uh it was awesome.
2: Super cool dude. I, I just he he seems like he's such a legit like comical badass in, yeah. in real life. I mean following his Twitter is one is is a pretty good indicator of that because I just, just followed
0: like, his instagram recently and i was like what the fuck you know he's just doing all kinds of weird uh filters and like i don't know doing bits <laughs> and i uh, i thought it was pretty funny i'm like yeah this guy's out of his mind
2: for sure he he really is <laughs> i love it james thank you for coming on to metal forge this week i appreciate it and as always like i said before everybody click these guys' links below support them as much as you can and as often as you can Uh, right on what song do you want me to play out for you guys today uh i'd say go ahead and play the cauldron hell yeah so you heard him this is from sadistic force the cauldron
3: You are a of a soul in this little really releasing my big glitz and jizzly eye, to that there's something malicious inside. The Guardians, you are a the Guardians, it's threatening me.
2: Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one, it just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now we're really going to start pounding the Metal Madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. You'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything, and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all of the other rewards from the other tiers. So, visit patreon.com/slash metalforge radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.